Welcome to the Fantasy Geniuses Podcast with your hosts, Austin McAdam and Andrew Hagenbaugh. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Fantasy Geniuses Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Andrew Hagenbaugh. And as always, alongside me and across from me, my very good friend, Mr. Austin McAdam. Austin, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good. I'm a little confused because I'm alongside you and across from you. That's, well, you, you know. You confused me. <laughs> I, it's a confusing day. Yeah. It's Tuesday. It is. It's Waiver Wire Tuesday, so we're going to be talking about some, well, we, as always, we're going to have our news. You know, we're always going to go over that every episode. But we're going to have some uh, Waiver Wire ads, and then at the end, we will be talking to you guys about the, uh, the picks we made last week and where we're standing and what we're going to do with those. So... Let's go ahead and just start off here with some news. And we can go into, so the Colts wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton, is not officially ruled out for Thursday night's game. So I guess, you know, do what you want with that. Yeah, he, they came out and said he was not officially out, even though he didn't participate in practice today. Yeah, which just came out. Yeah, which just came out not too long ago. Maybe like, as the time of recording this, it came out like an hour or two ago. Right. So... They, he did not practice today or participate today, but from what the Colts offices have been saying, they're not really ruling him out for Sunday. So I still don't know how I feel about it just because, I mean, everything that you read on, it's really 50-50. Yeah. It's it's, not, there's no, like, one-sided. I, I kind of take everything as, like, a game-time decision, basically. Yeah. A lot of, honestly, a lot of what we've got here is looking like we'll either talk to you more about it on Friday, when in this case, obviously, we won't be able to because it's a Thursday night game. Yeah. But most of the cases, it looks like we'll be talking to you guys about it more on oh, yeah, Friday with a lot more info. Yeah, so just be wary. I would take, like, when you do fantasy football, I'd take everything as, like, a game-time decision almost. Yeah, you want to just make sure you're keeping as up-to-date with it as possible. Because, because yeah. you don't want to get, you know, screwed on something. It's the same reason why... You need to make sure you're using your flex spots appropriately. Yes. Because they're there for a good reason. You need, so say you've got someone who plays at the, you know, the one o'clock games. You want those in the, locked in into the, you know, your regular wide receiver, running back, quarterback type positions. Those are the ones you want locked in there. But your other players, like the four o'clockers, the Monday nighters, everything like that, you want that in your in your flex because say something happens to them throughout the week and you end up hearing about it before their game but one o'clock's already happened things like that you can at least now swap someone who still has time to play and you're not going to be now screwed out of points that's why you always want to make sure that you have your guys in the right spots so if something does happen especially you're questionable doubtful you know those up in the air kind of players you want to make sure that those guys are in the correct position so you can still take them out if needed yeah, and I kind of feel bad for a guy that talked to us on Twitter not too long ago mm-hmm. on game day. He asked if he should start Bell or Mixon yeah. in a PPR league, and I didn't answer to, until almost like one thirty. Mm. And I felt bad because I was busy doing some doing some stuff, and I was trying to get to him as soon as possible. And I didn't I didn't even know he tweeted at us because for some reason my phone didn't give me the say, update. I didn't get a notification for it either. I remember when when you said something. Yeah, I, I didn't get the I didn't get the notification and he put well do I put Bell or Nixon or Mixon in a non PPR? And I said Bell would be the best option. Because obviously Lev Bell is mm-hmm. a lot better than Joe Mixon by a mile. <laughs> so I told him to put in Bell. I hope he put in Bell. 
So definitely. if you're listening to this, Rose fires away. I hope you put in Bell. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you left in Bell. Do. Um, so let's go ahead and we'll we'll keep on going, keep moving along here. Uh, Tyreek Hill last night, he played six snaps of football before going off the field, grabbing his leg. I mean, man, I swear watching it, it took him a minute to wobble off that field. I don't know if you watched it or not, but he <laughs> took him a long time to get off the field. Yeah. Um, he was grabbing his hammy the whole time. They're going to give him an MRI in the next day or so, determine exactly what's going on. So there's really no other injury news on the rest of the entire running back yeah i'm gonna say the entire running back of kansas city that got hurt other than i mean who are they down to now is it that daryl williams yeah daryl williams daryl williams is now the damian williams only back there damian williams and lashon mccoy just said you know what we don't want to play no more yeah we're we're ready we're gonna go out there and get hurt um so yeah keep an eye out on that we'll talk about that a lot more on friday hopefully by then we have a lot more information i would hope i mean that'll be some big news when we hear about tyreek hill uh, next, we got Sean McVay is expecting Brandon Cooks to play Monday night. He had that concussion, and a lot of people, this is not something we'll be talking about more really on the ads and drops and stuff, but it's he's someone that a lot of people kind of gave up on. He was kept getting hurt and everything. If you're in a situation where you need a wide receiver, he's check, not a bad option. Check your wide receiver, you know, waiver wire list, and in some leagues, he may have been dropped. Some people may have needed to drop him. They might have need just for especially when we were going through Biomageddon and stuff, someone might have let him go, and now he's just hurt and not doing anything, so he's not showing up on lists. So with him, especially if he's going to be playing Monday night and you're you're desperate for something you need, he's got a lot more upside than most of the other people on your waiver right now, I guarantee it. Yeah, I, I've been looking at a lot of the fantasy websites, and they have him listed as like a high wide receiver three upside. So. Right. So he, he's definitely a lot higher than most of the other wide receivers out there. Yeah, so he wouldn't be a bad pickup too, yep. especially with this big game coming up on Monday against Baltimore. Yes, sir. So next is going to be about Sterling Shepard. He did practice in full and has a very good chance of playing Sunday. And this will be his first game back since week five. Yeah, he hasn't played in almost 10 weeks. Yeah, it's, it's been been a little while since been he's a, played. Been a little while, yeah. Week 12, he hasn't played since week five. And I, I hope he comes back. He's a good wide receiver. Daniel Jones desperately needs a wide receiver right now. <laughs> Other, I mean, he's he's literally just throwing to Darius Slayton, and he, that's about it. <laughs> but Slayton, I'll tell you what, I mean, we'll we'll get hint, to him later. Hint, we'll talk about him later, but <laughs> yeah, he's been showing off. Uh, Texans wide receiver Will Fuller listed as game time decision. Uh, so by head know, coach Bill O'Brien, yeah, he's going to be another one that we got to talk to you about later, as you'll see. Most of these are. Yeah, a lot of these are going to be like. Oh, we'll let you know on Friday. And a lot of these are wide receivers, too, because there wasn't yeah. many uh, besides what happened to LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams running backs, tight ends. Obvious. A lot of these, especially if you look at like the websites and stuff like this and that or like ESPN and stuff like that, they have a more or less like we'll let you know like midweek game time decisions and stuff like that. So I, I we try to focus more on like the bigger injuries yeah. that rather than like the you know running backs or receivers or tight ends that are going to be like benched in the whole year and obviously because you know you want to know who to start and who to sit exactly so you felt fantasy relevant is kind of what we're getting yeah at. we're trying to get you to, so if you're wondering well why this whole list is basically nothing but wide receivers because yeah, there was there was like some defensive injuries this this week and, yeah it was a lot of defensive and, like Juju Smith Schuster is probably not going to play on Sunday neither is James Connor and guys like yeah. Yeah, I wanted to wait until Friday to really kind of talk they, about that more yeah. just because it's they haven't confirmed anything. They really haven't said much. I mean, I know Juju is in the protocol now, so, I mean, it's going to take him like five days to get out of that if he can. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. It, 
there's going to be a lot more that we'll have injury-wise and stuff on, on Friday. We just wanted to give you a little breakdown here. Uh, Tyler Lockett's the same way. Don't really know his status. We're going to know later in the week. I personally see him. I think there's a better chance he plays it doesn't. So take that as you know what you will. Take it with a grain of salt. Right. And then Alshon Jeffries progressing nicely, but is still expecting to be, you know, out. Yeah, I put that as for like a thing for just the fantasy owners mm-hmm. because. Obviously, it's Doug Peterson. He's the one who said, oh, God, what's his name with the pecs injury? Um, or the abdominal injury, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson. He basically said that he'd be healthy, and, fun, and then next thing you know, he's got abdominal surgery, and he's well, not playing again. And I was talking this actually this weekend to my dad about that. We were talking about some injuries, and it was really frustrating to me. And the same thing with Cam Newton this year, and I know I've talked about him a lot so far, but... With the DJAX injury, they even said when he was hurt, they said that this could require surgery. It would take him roughly six to seven weeks to get back. Mm-hmm. If you go back to when he got hurt, he would be done with the surgery. He would have been on IR, get him out of the six weeks, you know, and then he's already back. The week he came back, it would have been, he would have came back the week, one week later, been done through surgery and healthy and playing for this team right now in the last couple of weeks rather than now he was actually put on IR and is getting surgeries done for the season. Like, I just feel like they shouldn't, I don't know. They and need to take more consideration into the fact of the player's well-being. Yeah. He also said he's not, he's open to a move to Chicago too recently. Yeah. I mean, he's, he'll, he's been moving around a lot. Yeah. So I don't see, I don't see why he wouldn't, you know, sure. Go ahead. Especially if Cam's going to be going there. Yeah. I bet you he came here cause he wanted to play with Cam. You oh know, yeah. No doubt. I'm so, and now that Cam doesn't get to play, which isn't, or I bet you he he would go there because he wanted to play with Cam is what I meant. So, because Cam looks like he'll end up in Chicago as well. Yeah. From a lot of reports. So we'll see. You know, I'm. Cam Newton going to Chicago. That's what I hope for. Because, man, Mitch Trubisky is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last one for the day is going to be Saquon Barkley. We won't really know if it's good or not until the next couple of days. If, you know, what we're looking at there. Um, it's really up in the air. We don't have too much on it. The, we're not going to talk about him really in the ads just because he should already be gone. But if he's not, uh, Wayne Gallman is his backup. He's going to be who you're going to want to look for. I'm not guaranteeing that he's even going to be usable. But if there has been still no news as of most, if not all waiver wires, will be done tomorrow night You know, at the latest. So... If he's still there and you have an available spot and there's no news out on Saquon yet, at least grab him just in case. I mean, that could be a weak winner for you. I know they're facing mm-hmm. Chicago, but Chicago has not been able to stop the run as much as you think. So we'll see. Yeah, and we'll let you guys know about tight ends like Austin Hooper, Evan Ingram, and we'll let you guys know about guys like James Conner, Matt Burita, and stuff like that on Friday. We'll have a lot more information on if, like people that are definitely out by then. So it'll be a lot easier to get into then. But for now, we can go ahead and get into the waiver wire ads and drops. That's for sure. Well, ads, I'm sorry. We're not doing the drops. So we'll go into that now. We'll start with running back. And there we're going to start with Jonathan Williams. So Marlon Mack broke or fractured his hand this weekend in his game. And the morning after had surgery done. And as all players do, which I feel like they have to do it because they don't. They're, I feel like they're told to. Immediately after his game, they said, you know, he, he came to the media and said, oh, I'll be good. 
nothing, you know, I'm feeling good. And then he wakes up the next morning and already had surgery scheduled and got it done. Yeah. Obviously, he knew leaving that game he was not good. If you have a broken or fractured hand, you can look at your hand and know, mm, man, this is not good. I can't move it right. <laughs> yeah, and it's something we discussed already on the show a lot. Like, coaches and players will say anything to say, like, they're good, they're fine. Oh, I'm ready to play. And then next thing you know, it's like, surgery the next day out for the rest of the season yeah, right? what's the point you're doing it less than 24 hours yeah. like, away anyway just placed on ir <laughs> i'd rather you tell me that he's hurt and then surprise me with he's not yeah than tell me he's not hurt and surprise me with he's hurt yeah that that's a lot better you know information to get so uh but jonathan williams is going to be his backup he he did pretty well in, when he came in and filled in and the second guy that's also going to be in the running backs is actually going to be naeem hines so he, it's going to be Jonathan Williams and Naeem Hines. Now, Naeem Hines already has a workload in this backfield. He is the pass-catching back. He has been with Marlon Mack there. What's going to happen is his role just gets boosted. Now, Naeem Hines is owned in something like 17 to – like it was like 17 to 20-some percent leagues. So it's not like he's owned everywhere either. So he's definitely someone that could be out there. Jonathan Williams definitely will be out there. So – Keep your eye out, and those are someone that you, if you need a running back this week, you know, you're on bye, you have the Marlon Mack injury, you have the Freeman injury, you know, grab him. He, the, both will be viable for you, definitely, especially this next guy that I want to get into, but you got anything you wanted to add to that? No, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think Jonathan Williams, if you needed, like, an actual, like, rusher, mm-hmm. he'd be a great rusher to have in that backfield. And it could be a guy that you can start immediately in a running back role. Right. And then Naeem Hines, he could be like a little flex option, you know, for a simple pass catching back where he can go out wide for or just do a simple dump screen pass or a bubble screen and, you know, just get a couple yardage, maybe get, I would say, maybe 30 close yards for receiving. And, I mean, that's still a decent amount of points. You're still getting, what, six, seven points out of that? So even if you just need like a desperate like pass catching back, like he he he's a good pass catching back to have in your backfield, and be in a flex position. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm seeing Naeem Hines get a little bump up in his role. Yes. I I think the big one here though is definitely going to be Jonathan. Williams. Yeah. Is he's the main opinion. focus. He's going to be the main focus here. Uh. So and then the last guy at running back we're going to have is Bo Scarborough. So he well he surprised everyone and ended up taking over Ty Johnson's role as backup. Ty Johnson had two carries and one reception. Did Poor nothing. Ty Johnson. Yeah, I mean, he was the waiver wire honey, you know, when he when carry-on went out. He was the big guy to get. And then and we even talked about it. And now, out of nowhere, comes Scarborough with 14 rushes, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Well, yeah, the week after carry-on got hurt, it was all J.D. McKissick. Yeah. And now it's both Scarborough, J.D. McKissick, and... Ty Johnson, and yeah, and Ty Johnson just got you know demolished side each time. It's crazy, but Scarborough is looking like, and then I get this is his first time ever being active in an NFL game. I get it, and but he had a good one. It was a great one, yes. And it's not like he's facing some, you know, just terrible. He played the Cowboys defense, and he he got a touchdown. So I, it's looking like Scarborough is going to be the one to be handling the load for Detroit the rest of the way, mm-hmm. especially with Carrion only being able to come back towards, I think it's like week 16 or 17. So looks like Scarborough is going to be the one to go there. So 
running back wise, there's some big names out there. You you're looking at some with Marlon Mack breaking his hand and getting surgery. He's gonna be out a couple weeks. So you got a running back one on the team for Indy in Jonathan Williams. You got Bo Scarborough looking like he's gonna become the running back one for Detroit. So you've got some solid options out there if you're in need of a running back. You know that that opened up again. So that's something you like to see. Yes. So wide receiver. So wide receiver is kind of. A little tricky one here it's this is definitely more especially for a couple of the guys here are going to be more looked at as either stash which is hard to do at this point of the season with buys and playoffs coming up you're not wanting to do that as much and then uh wide receiver needy teams you know you've got injuries you have a deeper league you know anything like that so we're going to start off with Darius Slayton now he is a situation where he is going to be in my opinion this this team's number one he it's what he's making himself to look at or look as and you know no one has shown any any resemblance and I'm going to stop you from being the number one receiver so he's coming off of a pretty big game. Yeah, <laughs> I'd a say huge so. Game. <laughs> a huge game. And now I know he's facing Chicago's defense, which is going to not be the best this week. So a lot of people are going to be talking about him this week. You're going to hear a lot of people talking about him. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to talk about him just as much, but I'm also going to be able to say that he is facing a Chicago's defense who's tough. And he might not put up some crazy game against them. Don't get me wrong, he could. He can torch them, but don't let if he has a rough game a rough looking game against chicago don't let that hinder you and be like man i wasted a pickup last week because he's still got plenty of games left you've got playoff his playoff matchup look pretty <laughs> pretty doggone good yeah so you know it's something that you're going to want to take a look at he is a huge i mean he that could be a potential playoff winner for you honestly I, that's how i'm looking at Darius slayton yeah he could be but my concern is what's going to happen with Sterling Shepard when he comes back? Does Darius Slayton get his role bumped or does he get the same amount of reps and does uh, Sterling Shepard get bumped? That's the, that's the big thing for me is, and I, I Sterling, cause Sterling Shepard was the number one mm-hmm. before he went out. Yeah. And now I mean, it's, everyone thought it was going to be Golden Tate. Everyone thought it was going to be Shepard. Yes. Golden Tate came back from suspension, you know, mediocre if anything. You yeah, know, it was yeah. honestly it was just mediocre. Sterling Shepard has been eh, the rest. Of, like I mean, it's Slayton has been the first other than Evan Ingram as a pass catcher. Yes, he's been the first one for this Jets team, or sorry, for this Giants, Giants team that has really been like uh, you know a, <laughs> a diamond in the rough, I guess. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Uh, it, see, that just concerned me. Was just you know with Sterling Shepard with the possibly coming back, how little does his are Slane's right. reps go, and does he still become the number one? And then they just push Darren Shepard into the number two. See, I personally, I mean, there he got targeted fourteen times. He had he caught ten passes, hundred twenty one yards, with two touchdowns. You know, that's that's a big game. It's a huge game. Yeah. So it's I say, I mean, if if he comes back, you're looking at maybe they bump his targets down a little bit to throw him over and. Say Slayton only gets targeted, you know, uh, 12, 10, 12 times. Still, that's plenty of opportunity for him. Yeah. So I really like where this is going. He's got really good matchups for fantasy playoffs. Darius Slayton is a solid pickup here. Yeah, he's going to be a huge pickup for sure. Next, when it comes to wide receivers. Now, these next two I'm going to kind of group in the same boat. Now, these are the main two I was talking about when as a stash, as a needy kind of position. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be Randall Cobb and Nikhil Harry. Now, so I'll start with Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, my reasoning for this is going to be when you face New England, which is where they're going. Or is that? I think they're going to New England. I was going to say, it's it's Dallas, New England, correct? Yes, yeah, Dallas, that's, New that's England. That's what I thought. When you go into New England, the way New England plays, their defense plays, is they make you beat them by using your second, third, fourth options. Yeah, they run Your a, first option is going to be locked down. They, they run a cover zero blitz, and they're going to try and make... They're going to make you beat them over the top, and you have to do it quick. Because for those who don't know what a cover zero blitz is, is they will rush... They will, they will outmatch you at the line and almost rush everybody. And it gives the quarterback probably less than three seconds to get rid of the ball. If you don't do a three-step drop and a quick release, you're sacked immediately. And the Patriots are so good at it with the way that all the coaches communicate with each other and the way the defense communicates with each other. They make it work so well. You, you've seen teams, even Patrick Mahomes last year and even somewhat last year, yeah, last year, Patrick Mahomes struggled against that cover zero because he had no time to get the ball out. He couldn't find Tyreek Hill deep. Most teams, I mean, I mean, I know you, Patrick Mahomes is the biggest quarterback name in football, but he's young going into some of the veterans. I mean, there's a lot of veterans that struggle against this team because yeah. it's just, it, it's suffocating. And we use that term a lot when it comes to defenses because it's true. San Francisco's defense suffocating. New England's defense is suffocating because that's honestly what they're doing. A, lo- a lot of a lot of those good defenses run by like Shanahan mm-hmm. and run by Belichick and all that. They run a lot of cover zero blitz because they want to suffocate the quarterback and force you to throw quick. And yeah, sometimes the long ball can't beat cover zero. But it has to be a quick three-step. It's got to be a quick long ball. It's got to be a quick three-step. Tyreek Hill's already got to be 20 yards mm-hmm. downfield, and you got to toss it immediately. As soon as that ball comes, you have to toss it immediately. The reason a lot of the, – the best way to beat it is lots of checkdowns. Right, and that because those are the quick ones that – but even then, you know, it's – You still got that guy on the outside. you got your guy on the outside who's going to be but coming if, and rushing him. See, and if you're a team – it's like – Say like you're the Cleveland Browns, you yep. and you have Nick Chubb, okay. and you have a guy like you know if we had our uh, Kareem Hunt in that game. Okay. If you dump, the, if you dump the ball to Kareem Hunt or to Nick Chubb a lot in that game, those guys are very good one-on-one running backs. I agree, and I think that that that, that changes things there for sure. Because they could definitely beat the first guy, and that gives them field to work with. So the thing is, when Dallas goes into this, when Dallas goes into this game against New England. Hmm. The the main thing for them is we need to worry about Ezekiel Elliott can run the ball against his defense. It's cover zero. They're rushing everybody, but there's going to be a lot of gaps. They're there's, going to. There, there's going to be a lot of, and you have to be able to hit guys like, yeah, Jason went old and slow, <laughs> but you know what? He'll get a first down for you. Dump it off to, uh, dump it off to your running backs. Yeah, get it out to Zeke, get it out to Paul. Pollard, what Pollard, Pollard has is. been showing out. If you don't, if with you, Zeke, if you throw a screen, a bubble screen to Pollard, he's a good one-on-one running back, and he's he gonna make, he's gonna do work. Yes, same thing with um Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. He he's a great one-on-one running back. He's a great one versus four running back. Yeah, true. He'll <laughs> run you over. It's so I mean the the best way to beat cover zero is a quick screen or a quick slant in the middle. Yeah. Other than that, if you try to do you know a normal play action and stuff you're gonna get killed yeah so back to the reasoning for randall cobb so like we said they they make it very easy to not just the cover zero but they also make sure they focus on your number one options at your positions so ezekiel elliott they're going to be honing in on 
A because lot. they know that's the number one running back. They need to make sure he is silent in this game. That's how they help you win. They'll make sure he's silent. Amari Cooper. They're going. That's their number one wide receiver option. They're who, going to make sure that he is silent. Who had a mediocre game anyway exactly. against Detroit. Who's already having a couple. He's the last two have arguably been kind of mediocre. So for what you're used to with him. Yeah, Randall Cobb and definitely Michael Gallup showed out yeah. for the Cowboys so, and they needed to. The reason I have Randall Cobb here is because it's on him and Michael Gallup to win this game. Yes, absolutely. Because those are the guys that are going to be not as focused on because they're number two and three. So Randall Cobb is set. I'm not saying he's going to, but he's set and has the upside to have himself a good game that Mm -hmm. to fill in for the fact that they just can't get the doggone ball to either of their, any of their top guys because they're being suffocated as well. As Dak. <laughs> yeah, and before you get Randall Cobb, make sure make sure you study up on what a cover zero is. So when you get Randall Cobb, be sure, because the, the big thing is, will Dak Prescott be able to handle the cover zero? If not, Randall Cobb is almost useless. In it. Yeah, a lot. If, if Well, if Dak, it comes down to Dak, of course, because yes. if he can't handle any of this, all of their fantasy players are going to be rough. Yeah, Cooper's but useless. You have to go in hoping that Dak being a professional quarterback and being that he has been pretty good this year for the most part, yes, you kind of have to go and understand that he's going to go out there and do his job. He's you gonna, have to go and do it. He's going to be studying that play. He's going to be studying the cover zero a lot right now. Yeah, I mean, if, you're Dallas, if you're Dallas, that's what you, you've got to know it inside and out. You have to know what's coming at you. Now, on the other side of the ball, Nikhil Harry. This is definitely going to be he's more on that stash side that I was talking about. So reason being is because now – this guy I drafted or yeah, <laughs> in our draft. He was on the IR. He, A lot of people said he was the best wide receiver coming out of the draft. That's why I got him. Right. <laughs> Ended up on IR, so a lot of people were upset. But and he didn't have some crazy game in his first game back, anything no. like that. He was targeted a couple times, you know, and that was that. But He'll get the feel for it. You just got to give him a chance. He's going he's gonna to work his way in here. He caught three passes in his debut. It was... Let's see here. He had four targets. It was he caught three of them for 18 yards. That was it. Quiet game, you know. But with everything going on in that, you know, with with them right now, just in general, the Patriots, they're going to make sure they're working him in, especially with Josh Gordon out of there now. That's, in my opinion, that's why they did it. I think they they knew something about Josh Gordon as well. I think they didn't want to deal with any injury. They have Nikhil Harry coming back. Mm-hmm. They just made a trade for more wide receivers. They've got the the pass catchers they need. Yes, and Nikhil Harry being young and being, with so much upside, you know, for the rest of his career that they that they're looking at. Let's get him playing time. So they got Josh Gordon out of there, and they're going to now incorporate him into this offense a lot more. And going into the playoffs, if Nikhil Harry can find his rhythm in this offense, he is somebody that. You're going to wish you listened to us and, and yeah. grabbed. You know, if you've got the space and Nikhil Harry is available, he's definitely someone that you're going to want to make a spot for on that roster and tuck him in nicely until he erupts because he, he, will has, erupt. that, he has that probability. Yeah, he can erupt. So be sure you stash him. Now, so there is one guy that I want to throw on here that – just from you, when you were talking about Juju earlier, I just wanted to kind of bring him up a little bit. Is James Washington? He is. He leads the team. First off, he's leading the team in receiving, and that was with Juju around. That's with Juju around. He's leading this team in receiving. So, 
that's a big, that's big, you know, that's a big thing to have. And now with how they lost now, what was it? Two receivers last Mm -hmm. week. So they lost two receivers last week. James Washington is going to be basically only guy home this week. Yes. You know, when it comes to receivers there. Now they're facing Cincinnati. They're beaten to a pulp right now. Both teams are going to be it's going to be a garbage match it's going to be trash versus trash just because of the the issues going on and you don't know you know you never know it it could he could have himself a game so that's another one i think he'd be probably lowest on the list for me personally just because of his matchup but it's something to look at i just wanted to make sure i threw him in there before i got to these last ones here would you add josh gordon to the and add as well especially if tyler lockett goes down i will throw josh gordon on with this same situation here. So the next couple, and Josh Gordon included, is going to be if someone on their team is out. If Tyler Lockett's out, yeah, I think Josh Gordon goes in there. And even if Tyler Lockett plays, to be honest with you, they got Josh Gordon for a reason. They got Josh Gordon not just for his name. They know he's talented. Everyone know everyone in the league knows he's talented. Everyone knows he's really good. He's a great receiver. It's his locker room and off-the-field issues that really make him ugly. Yeah. So everyone thought that being in New England, that was going to be the best spot for him. Obviously, that's not the second other. The other best spot for him is where he's at in Seattle with Russell Wilson. So we're, we'll see what happens there. But no, I, I have I picked up Josh Gordon for the upside that he could become a really good number one receiver there if Tyler Lockett gets beat out. You know, it's yeah. it, that 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 chance is there. Yeah, I saw him. He'd be a wide receiver, a very high wide receiver three when yeah. Lock, if Lock is out. So. Yeah, no, I can add him there with you. But then these two here. So if George Kittle is out, the top waiver wire ad of this entire week, and this goes for all positions, it's going to be Debo Samuel if he's there. Because he and Kendrick Bourne is the other one here. So it's Debo Samuel and Kendrick Bourne if Kittle is out. Very big if Kittle is out. Because these two young guys are becoming (laughs) very, very, like, loved by Jimmy G. I was going to say liked, but they are being loved by Jimmy G, both finding the end zone and just catching balls. That he's loving them. And Jimmy G is also just having himself a really good stretch of games right now. Yeah. So, you know, it, they're hot. He's hot. You know, it's it's a good matchup. And Kittle has been out this entire time. Now, if Kittle is back, it changes things. They don't get as many targets. Kittle is one of, if not George, or excuse me, Jimmy G's favorite red zone target. So, it does take away their upside there. So if Kittle is still out, Debo Samuel, Kendrick Bourne, huge. Yeah, according to Shanahan, he says that Kittle's missed two games now, and it'll go down to the wire again this week. And that's what you want to hear if you're wanting to pick up Debo Samuel and Kendrick Bourne. Yes. So keep an eye out. We'll talk about it more on Friday when we know a little more, hopefully, by then. It's looking, though, like it's going to end up being we'll figure it out on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So... We'll see about that. So that's going to be wide receivers for today. We're going to go into tight ends next. Now, this is one that personally is affecting both Andrew and I because we in different leagues are both owners of Austin Hooper. So if you are either dealing with, say, your Hunter Henry owner and he's on bye this week or you're an Austin Hooper owner and you know he's injured and you don't know if he's going to play or not this week because they're throwing that up in the air as well. The number one tight end pickup this week is going to be Jacob Hollister for Seattle. He is, as of right now, especially with Tyler Lockett out, he is definitely, definitely Russell Wilson's favorite target. I mean, he loves him, especially in the red zone. Loves throwing this guy the ball. Loves it. So 
I mean, he, he fills in perfectly for what Will Disley was doing. Will Disley was on an absolute tear when he was playing. Then he got hurt. And now Jacob Hollister came in and was just like, I'll, made a, I'll do the same thing. Made a heck of a catch. One-handed that grab one-handed, against, yeah. against San Francisco. That was amazing. Yeah, no, it's – so Jacob Hollister is huge. He's, he's honestly filling in exactly how Will Disley was playing. He's doing it – I don't know what they did, what they did in that tight end room there, like if they could see the future. But, man, they hit. They did really good. Yeah, it was – oh, my God, it was excellent. And speaking of Jacob Hollister, as we were talking about this, I just we just got an update in our league that one of our, the guys in our league just picked up Jacob Hollister <laughs> and, and James Washington. <laughs> yeah. So, so there you go. It's proof that you got you guys should go and get these guys. Yeah, definitely. These are these are high wire guys that will that can and probably more than likely will perform. Definitely. And then the second guy. Now we're going to be talking about Ryan Griffin. Now, this, he's out of the Jets. He And a lot of people don't even know who this guy is. They're no. like, who in the world are you talking about? Well, he's someone you want to know because he is doing what Chris Herndon was supposed to be doing this season. And now, sir, the last in the last, it was last three weeks, he's been the tight end one for the entire week for those two weeks. And then he had a little bit of a dud. But he's been showing off really well against teams that, and he's got a really good schedule ahead of him. He really yeah. does. And he's been showing off against teams. He's becoming a really good tight end. Sam Darnold loves taking the easy passes and checking it right down to that tight end, and it makes it easier for him. And then it makes it nice for us fantasy owners because our guy's catching passes. Yeah. Yeah, it makes life so much easier. And like you said, Ryan Griffin should be known because this guy can play for sure, 100%. He's showing that he can play. And, I mean, he came in thinking he was going to be a backup to Herndon all season. I realized that Herndon wasn't the answer and that he's like, yo, I'm doing what Herndon should have been doing since week one. And so and it, with a mediocre quarterback. Right. Well, not he, a mediocre, an average def- quarterback. I was going to say he's definitely becoming more an average and we'll talk about him here in a second. Hint, hint. Yeah. So <laughs> with him becoming an average quarterback with um, Sam Darnold, he, he's looking really, really good. So if you want to know a good tight end name ryan griffin's a great one to know ryan griffin jacob hollister and jacob hollister very for sure. very good names to know right now they're very solid tight end names that you're going to want to make sure they're not there and if they are you want them especially if you're in need of a tight end. absolutely all right to quarterbacks so we will start off with just because we just talked about them and take the suspense away from you guys sam darnold <laughs> yes in his last two games without look or do you have our doc pulled up yes you just saw it. So in his last two games, he's had he's thrown six touchdowns and only one interception with two straight wins. That's pretty pretty solid. For That's him. a very good solid. You know, That's a good streak. Has a, a very very enticing schedule coming up ahead of him. A very so beautiful schedule looking up. <laughs> I'm certainly not down on Sam Darnold. I think he if if you're in need of a quarterback. It's kind of the same situation as I've been talking about with Derek Carr, who's another person that, if he is still there for any reason, is someone that you definitely want. Derek Carr also has another really nice you know, schedule ahead of him this week. So those two are have been playing a phenomenal the last couple of games and have really good matchups coming up. They're people that if you are in need of a quarterback and they are there, they are going to be solid for you. Yes. And then the last guy here is going to be Jeff Driscoll. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Jeff Driscoll. Okay. Driscoll, I'm sorry. Yeah, so with, with Stafford out, this could be a season-ending injury for Stafford. Yes. Which, he's an absolute tank because he's really upset about it and does not want it. <laughs> he has a he has a fractured back. 
There's like six bones in his back that are fractured. Fractured, and this dude wants to keep playing. You don't. Normal humans don't play with broken slash fractured backs. Most humans don't walk around. Yeah, but like you said, Matthew Stafford's a walking tank, this and he dude doesn't is care. A tank. All he cares about is playing football and winning football games, which I know he might not do as much as he wants, but he's a. Well, people don't realize he's a heck of a quarterback. He's probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks I've ever seen in the oh, NFL. definitely, and I've been saying that all year. Dude is so underrated, he never disappoints you. Usually average almost 250 to 300 yards a game. I was going to say, the dude slings the ball. It doesn't matter who he plays. He'll play New England and throw 350 on him like and it's nothing. To be honest with you, it's that's just that's how Detroit's set up. They're set up to just do that, and it really works for Stafford. So he's in a good spot there, but... With him being out with his back injury, and I'm thinking he's going to be – he's out for the season. No, I think he's out I for don't the rest think, of the year. I just think Detroit's trying to lay him down slowly and not just give him that label immediately and hurt him. You know, it's <laughs> No, they don't want to kill him. If- yeah, it'll, it would hurt his feelings. <laughs> but <laughs> he need, he's probably going to need some back surgery or something or to fix that or just – hopefully just rest. I would hope they don't have to open his back up. But you Don't need another Ryan Shades here. Yeah, you know, so it's we'll, – we'll see what happens there, but – as of now, Driscoll is the starter. Yes. And Detroit, as I just said, is set up for quarterbacks. They, he is going to define his last two games. We're looking at 478 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And then if you look at rushing, he had 88 rush. He has 88 rushing yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So for two games coming in out of nowhere, because this news was absolutely just breaking news. It came out of nowhere with this Stafford stuff. And he just had to start, you know, that, that came out of nowhere for him in the last two games coming out of the woodwork and doing this. You can't ask for much more out of your quarterback. So Detroit's got to be pretty happy with what Driscoll's been doing for him. Yeah, Jeff Driscoll has been playing very, very well. So it sucks to say they're kind of out of it now. It does, because I was really rooting for them. Yes, me too. But Jeff Driscoll, like you said, I mean, he's throwing a few touchdowns with only one interception, 88 rushing yards, 478 passing yards. I mean, he's not playing too bad. Right, and that's, I mean, that, that is another reason I wanted to put him a little below Sam Darnold, just because I mean, he, he's not doing as well as Sam has in the last couple of games, and Sam has a better schedule yes. coming up. But uh, still, I mean, he if, is looking good. He can get you a lot of points. He's going to be able to get you a lot of points. He's got better, arguably better weapons than any of the other quarterbacks that we just, that we just talked about. So, you know, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what he could do. He could get some bombs off to Galladay or Jones or anybody. S- Scarborough. Maybe. Scarborough, maybe. <laughs> I don't know about the running backs, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you add Dwayne Haskins to an ad as an ad? To be honest with you, I don't. I like these guys a lot better than Haskins, and they're available arguably just as much as Haskins. Reason being is just because I think Haskins' situation is awful. It's, it is awful, and he's not playing good. He's yeah. not. See the. For him being a rookie and, and he's gonna make that. his third, making his third start this week. Yeah, um, he showed a lot of veteran leadership. Leadership, I think he, he showed like he even though he's not a veteran, he's a rookie. He showed a lot of like what veterans would show as a, in a leader because he went up yeah. to his team and said, "Hey, what can I do to do this, this, and that? you know, like you, you, I don't know if you saw that mic up. No, of him. I, I saw what you, I know exactly what you're talking about. But here's my my issue with that, or like my combat to that. I love Dwayne Haskins just as much as you. I really yeah. do. It's and I want to see him succeed. I want to just being an Ohio State fan. I want to see him succeed, but I, my I, thing is that I think if he went to a new team, I think he could be very successful. And that might be the case, but I, I think I was, the Redskins are a terrible organization. Yeah, that's honestly probably right. But what I was going to say is that so with him, it's 
his leadership and those kind of things that happen on the sideline, mm-hmm. those don't help you fantasy wise. Well, no, they don't. I when mean, you, but he also did put up twenty and a half points this week. Right. Of so course. he had a great game. He he did. Yeah, he did. Per- like he did fine. That's but Driscoll, Darnold, and Carr. Oh no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not to, putting them up there. Right. Against, I'm not putting them up there against these guys. But I see what you're saying. Washington is just. They're not a good team. He turns the ball over a lot. They turn the ball over a lot just as a team. They don't have a very good match. They don't have good schedules coming up. He's not somebody that, in my personal opinion, that I would want. That I would want there. Yeah. I guess you know. Right. If I have to put people on this list, I I personally don't want to put Haskins there. I can see in situations where I could put him on here in in super flexes. I can see that yeah. because obviously you want to have quarterback. You want to start as many as you can if quarterbacks in your super flex leagues. You know, at least to an extent, but. I can see that in a situation. So, yeah, super flex wise, yes, I, I can see it. I would still like these guys better in that super oh, flex yeah, league no doubt. if they're not there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I just wanted to just pick your brain and see what you right. thought of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, no, I, as a football player, I, I love him. I just, I think he that. just needs to go to a better organization. I wish he did go to a better organization. I was excited for him at the, at the draft. I was too. Just, I was just excited just because he got drafted. I think he should have been drafted earlier. Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine if, and I know this is all, you know, hindsight 2020 or whatever, but it's like, imagine if New York took him where they took Daniel Jones. Like a yeah. lot of people wanted them to. Yeah. A lot of people wanted that. I think it would have been a totally different story. I, but I don't know how, like, I don't know if, I don't know if he can do better than Daniel Jones was able to do because Daniel Jones is good on his feet as well. Yes. And Haskins is, he can be, but I mean, you know, he's known for getting that did you see that pass that he had downfield he was he rushes to his uh his left mm-hmm. and on the run threw the ball like 70 yards oh yeah it was dis- it was ridiculous it was absolutely ridiculous that dude's got a cannon and on the run i mean yeah he does have a cannon and i love the guy like like i said but no i to answer your question and to get to to keep moving on i no i don't think i'd want to put him on this list for that reason super flex leagues we could talk yeah <laughs> you know so, to be honest with you, though, guys, that's that's all I got for you guys when it comes to ads. I mean, that, that, to be honest, though, it is a lot. We did go over a lot there. Um, defenses we'll do on Friday as normal. So, and we're not really going to have any of the, the Thursday night defenses. So, you're no. not going to have to worry about that. So, it's if anything, the defense I would tell you to look for this week. as a, If you're looking for a spot start defense, I'm not talking rest of the season. I'm talking this week, Atlanta. After the bye week, they have... Well, first off, they gave he gave play calls over to the defensive coordinator and the linebacker coach. Yes. So, and since then, they've been looking so their much better. Defense has looked phenomenal. Yes, absolutely phenomenal. So, I would go for Atlanta if anything. They are facing Tampa Bay. Even if Tampa Bay throws four hundred yards against them, he still or that defense can still get a couple pick sixes. They might force fumble, force fumble, return for touchdowns like. I'm. I tr- I mean, I truthfully think that this team is going to get a touchdown. Like this defense yes. is going to get a touchdown this week. James Absolutely. Winston in his last five games, five, 13 interceptions. Yeah, that's tough to do. That's, that's very difficult to do. to do. And he's done it. Like it's so that's that's rough. So yeah, expect James Winston. He's still going to keep throwing picks. And this Atlanta defense has shown that. Hey, I'll I'll take a couple to the house. So I'm hoping that you know this. This could be a, a situation for them. Hey, Tampa Bay, ring, ring. It's Colin Kaepernick. You need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, 
that's another thing we didn't really get to talk about was Cap. Yeah. What, like, you, what was your what's your take on that situation? I thought he looked good. I thought he looked. Just, yeah, I thought he still looked NFL ready. I think this will I, be a big off season topic for us. Yeah, I think for me, he's better than the vast majority of starters in this league. Yeah. Over Jameis Winston, guys like Jameis Winston, obviously Dwayne Haskins, Mitch Trubisky, he's even better than I would put him over in Chicago. You know, you you could put him in many places that need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's. Yeah, I'm with you there. There's a lot of teams here that could use him. I think there's going to be more teams than not. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that. I think there's more more teams in this league than not would use him and start him with one next season. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I truthfully do think that next season... And if a big team picks him up like Baltimore or something, they would definitely put him as a good backup to use. Yeah, but I just hope that that doesn't happen. No, I don't want. I, I don't want him as a backup. He doesn't want to do that either. But I'd he rather would. he would. But just to stay in the league, that. he doesn't want that. No, he wants to go somewhere, and he knows he's got he's NFL ready. He knows he's, he's, he's got places go where he can start. Carolina would be a good one if um, Cam Newton leaves. Carolina's doing good, but yeah, I see what you're saying. They definitely could. I think Washington, Washington, I think Cincinnati, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else went out there? New York. I mean, even New York went out there. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. New England, because a lot of people are saying that Brady's leaving. Yeah. New England. I mean, hey. Why New not? England, no one else is saying they're leaving. But if Tom Bill, Brady leaves, Bill and Bel- you just bring in just bring in Kaepernick. Bill Belichick would definitely make that guy He a would Super be fine champion. with that. <laughs> yeah, And would. it's funny, too, if you see all Patriot jersey on him, it's like... The symbolization yeah, of this country as a patriot. It would be, it'd, be, it'd be a weird situation there. But or no. in Dallas, that'd be hilarious too. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we'll obviously, I, I think that Kaepernick is a name that we're going to be saying a lot more this offseason and going into the beginning of next season. Would Dallas be America's team still if Kaepernick <laughs> went there? <laughs> I don't think I so. Only, I can see the memes already. <laughs> I know. Foreshadowing 2020 memes. Watch, watch the like he goes to the Patriots. Goes goes some team like that. Something happens. Dak moves and and then in comes Cap. It's like you know something like that. I could even if he goes there to backup Dak Prescott, it'd just be hilarious. Yeah, the memes I can see him incoming. But the memes. So last thing I want to get into while we're while we're here. Um, so last week on Friday, and we're going to be continue doing this on Fridays, is we were making our picks for the games. Yes. Another thing that I think we should do, just to throw out there and see how you feel, see how everyone else feels, is should we on this show, so right now, this today, yes. uh, make our pick for our Thursday night game, and then on Friday make the picks for the rest? I think so. Because then we'd well, have a lot more, obviously a lot more games. To, well, you know, I mean, we cover all the games. Game, but we, we'd have we, another game. We, we cover all the games. Right. So, so I think we can make a pick yet yeah, today. Okay, so we should start doing that. But to keep you guys updated, so we started last week. We've made picks before, but we're starting our scoring and everything now. I guess if you guys really do want us to go back, we can. Yeah. Uh, just let us know, and we'll, we'll go back. But as of now, with one week, we are completely tied. He got eight correct, I got eight correct, not all the same. But uh, So we're, we're tied at eight. Now, should we make this a rest of season? That, as of now, it's going to be we're doing this the rest of the season. And at the end of the season, week seventeen, we are going to see who who won or who won or lost, 
and we will release a video of something happening to the loser. Well, we'll need to think of a dis, like you know, of a, a discipline, of a discipline, or you know, a penalty that, that that's going to happen to the loser. We we can make that as a kind of like a poll on Twitter mm-hmm. and like Instagram. We'll, and stuff. we'll think of a couple things. As of right now, the one thing that came to my head was at that time it's going to be cold. Yeah, and it's gonna it's especially gonna be here. January. We, live in, we live in Ohio. There's gonna be snow on the ground, and it's gonna be pretty cold. So like, it's gonna I was be like thinking of 10. having <laughs> one of us go out, and you know, apparently we'll go out in shorts and a t-shirt, and we got to get a bucket of water dumped on us, you know, cold or water. Get cold water dumped Ice on water. us. Something, something like that, you know. It's something something crazy that you wouldn't want happening to you to us you know we just honestly want to get sick so we don't have to go into work the next day <laughs> well or that i'll do it on a weekend <laughs> I'll, I'll do I'll, i mean i'll do it on a weekday so i don't want to go right so but no that's something i want you guys i want i would like be nice if we could get some you know interaction from from our the listeners fans, here yeah. so let us know what you guys think we should do that would be really awesome we'll we'll make a poll on twitter once we're get once we get enough uh you know submissions of what you guys think yes and then we'll take the number one and you that and that'll be end of week 17 all right let's make our picks for thursday yep so thursday colts night and game. texans colts texans beat up colts and a choppy texans hmm. and i'm doing this because i i just made the, I, I just thought of this so i didn't even, i've done no research on this game yet I this is either. gonna be completely blind i'm I gonna have, go texans i'm oh. are you going colts I want to go. I want to go Texas too, but I okay. don't. I want, yeah, you can. I'm go gonna go Texas yeah, too. Okay, so we're both gonna go Texas. Deshaun Watson's gonna torch that defense. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. All right, I so was gonna go Colts to make it interesting, but there is one game that is fine. So we're both gonna go Texans there. So at least we've got that. So there'll at least be more points to be had and and whatnot. So we will keep you guys updated on that. We'll have a lot more news for you guys coming into Friday. And until then, have fun, and we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Yeah, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the FF Geniuses, Instagram at the Fantasy Geniuses. We are now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We are on Anchor. We are on Spotify. So be sure to check those out. Leave us reviews and stars if you guys like the show. Subscribe to those pages as well. And we'll we're trying, guys. We're gonna keep trying to get YouTube. I keep getting asked about YouTube. We're gonna get YouTube up soon as possible. We're trying. So don't don't think we're dissing YouTube <laughs> right now. We're we're trying. So. Yeah, YouTube will be up eventually, hopefully soon. Yeah. So YouTube's it's just there's more a lot a lot of work that goes into that. We yes. are trying our best to put as much of our time as we can into this as as possible. So but yeah, no, we're we're working on YouTube. But other than that, guys, I'd appreciate you guys listening in and we'll talk to you guys Friday. Yeah, we'll see you Friday.